Thunder blasted through the deep black darkness. The heavy rain couldn't conceal the loud thunderous boom from the sky or the explosive crack that followed the muzzle blast from Dango's handy Colt Magnum. He immediately thought his shot had missed its mark. Missed, he thought. Better get him before he sets in on me. The dark, massive mount of a horse Dango had sprung from raced into the dark downpour searching for cover. He had no false claims or beliefs of being an aggressive search and rescue animal. Yet he did realize he was the perfect companion to the bounty hunter. He had been the initiator in more than a couple of moves that kept Dango from death over the years. Maybe in his dreams he would race into the abandoned cabin and fetch Gus the Pawnee, bringing him out to Dango so a bandit could be stopped and the reward could be claimed. How a Pawnee ended up with a name like Gus was one story. His ending up this deep in the mountains of Colorado was another. By what manner Dango and his horse Twilight ended up here was yet another account. Chapter 2. Four Hours Earlier The dim room coupled with the vibrant, fragrant smell of Savannah's perfume made for a passion-filled moment. Her long, waist-length, light-golden, straight hair shimmered in the darkness. Her deep brown, inviting eyes and perfect features made this middle-of-the-night get-together between the two more exhilarating. Back-and-forth exchange poured as the two conversed with hungers only they felt in this room at this time. How could she and Dango say so much and kiss so plentifully at the same time? His masculinity, when not alone with Savannah, was entirely opposite to the tender manliness he expressed here in the dark with her. Moves were gentle and bold at the same time. Actions were strong, but not triggered by fear or meant to cause fear. His manliness was experienced by her through his words and behaviors. You don't have to go, she panted, taking a breath. You know I have to, Savannah. There's no other way. Chapter 3 Savannah had been born the youngest of three sisters. The other two siblings, born on the same day as Savannah, to the same mother, were Hannah and Anna. Some folk in town thought there were two of them. Others believed there were three. Odd occasions had individuals thinking there was only one of them, and hilarious circumstances occurred. Truth be told, though, they were not twins. Triplets had been born a couple decades ago on a breezy, rainy day in August 1848. Savannah had faced many ups and downs in the few years since the day of her birth. How she came to work at the Briar Patch Saloon was a mystery few were privy to. The deep mountainous area seemed to help hide her past. She intuitively felt this was where she belonged, in these mountains, living in the two rooms over the saloon. Then she met Dango Durango, realizing during their first conversation something she did with very few men, that his profession was as shadowy as hers. His broad frame, obscure cryptic eyes, dark hair, black pants and shirt with a black felt Stetson, and leather boots combined to introduce his persona. While with her, though, it was the brilliance of her eyes, fair skin, and long light hair that represented his actions and language. He seemed to be a different person in her company, keeping the stimulating qualities she appreciated while briefly losing the crude shell his occupation needed. 
She breathlessly said again, You don't have to go. Please stay. Whispering, Dango meant it when he said, You know I do, Savannah. The door closed quietly as he stepped out, back into the machismo of the man he usually was.